and welcome back to Grid Iron Gamble, the only podcast that puts its money where its mouth is. I'm your host, Rich Ryan, and I'm joined by the entire collective, the disciple, Brett Colson, Donnie, D.P. Peters, and the resident moose himself, Mo Nuwara. Donnie was up until the wee hours of the morning yesterday, that's why he missed the DFS podcast, but he is back. Vegas did not consume Donnie entirely. DP, how are you, sir? I'm great. I've yet to listen to the DFS podcast, but I can't fucking wait to hear what you guys had to say. It was our best show ever. I don't doubt that. Trust me. I'm the, I'm the anchor that holds this shit down. Without me, you guys were able to sail free. Uh, it's definitely a subjective take that it was the best show ever. I can definitely say that nobody... Oh, I guess... I think, Mo, actually, you did tout Duke Johnson. Duke Johnson was touted on the podcast, even though Donnie wasn't there. I was here for you. <laughs> we uh, we either picked all winners or all losers because we picked all the same players. Yeah. A, lot, a lot of shady for Donnie, too. Yeah, a little shady in there, too. Definitely, to Mo's point, a lot of commonality on the show. We had a lone wolf last night. Donnie was the only one on the Saints, and once again... Loom is back. Although that uh, that Matt Ryan red zone interception was <laughs> was a special one. It was, it's almost like Matt Ryan worked for some counter Loom organization, and he was really trying to throw it there. Also, that slide uh, early on in the fourth quarter, I think it was third and whatever, second and whatever, and Matt Ryan slid like three yards before the stick when he could have just I don't know been a football player and tried to get a couple of yards. He was never getting that first down. I mean, at least get it to fourth and uh, fourth and a foot or third and a foot, right? Like, <laughs> fight for some. It's a divisional game. Fight for some yards, man. It's still it's still football. But anyway, Illum comes through. Atlanta gets the cover, and we're trending in the right direction. I said all week that three out of the last four weeks we've submitted. A winning card, but what gets me even more excited is since week ten, we are eleven and four in consensus picks. A lot of that has to do with last week's uh, four and four and one, and of course, six and two home dogs were last week, and you could kind of lump Atlanta in there as a pick'em at home last night. So the the things that we depend upon, the things that are normally happening in the NFL are starting to happen again. Mo, do you, do you believe, Mo, that things are starting to normalize, that the, the world we used to live in is once again becoming so? Oh, yeah. Illum back, fam. I'm feeling good. I love this card. Yeah, I like this card too, which is scary. It's always a scary sign. Uh, very, 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 very interesting week for the collective. We have a nice group of consensus picks. Uh and one host has five lone wolves. You guys did this. You prepare to get punished. And it is the goat lone wolf, Brett, who has five lone wolves. Brett is 15 and three against the spread when he is the only host on a side. That is 83%. And he's going to look to somehow make that record even better this week with five lone wolves. Brett. Were you shocked when I sent you that message? I was until I saw what the picks were, yeah. and I really don't have a whole lot of conviction in any of these. Yeah, no pick so. no pick higher than nine. 
And there's uh, an asterisk on the nine pointer. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. That is right. All right, let's get into the game. First one, first ones that we look at. I kind of spoiled it. Uh, are split games, and there's only one this week, and it's not really a sexy game. So I don't know how much time we'll spend on it. It is San Francisco at Houston. This is the corner television game in every sports bar across America on Sunday. None of us really went out on a limb to select a side in this game. I guess, DP, you have the Niners as your 9-pointer, 9 out of 15. Uh, The other person on San Fran is Mo. Mo's taking the 3 as well. Uh, Brett and I are on the other side. We're laying the 3 with the home team. Again, not much conviction. DP, you're the highest, and I wonder why. I wonder if there is a good-looking quarterback on San Francisco that would sway you in their direction. I just wonder, DP. A stallion, as I like to call him. (laughs) Jimmy G, baby. I mean, this line seems fair-ish. Tad high for me. I capped it at two and a half, so I will take the three points, uh, getting that extra hook. I like how Jimmy G looked. Uh, Rich, you led me in there perfectly. Uh, Last week, he completed 70% of his passes. I think he's only going to improve from there and build upon um, you know, that sort of foundation that he laid uh, with this team going forward. And I'm just not high on the Texans at all. So give me the 49ers uh, and three points. Mo also on the Niners, as I stated. And I'm wondering with you, Mo, let, let's see if I can go two for two on reads. I'm wondering if for you, it's just absolute disgust after <laughs> blowing that game against the Titans. At least it has to be partial disgust. That was one of the worst mooses of all time. Derrick Henry did it again, Mo. Man, that one hurt. Donnie hasn't even posted the moose of the week that I sent him. Speaking of things that hurt. It's wasting <laughs> effort get, over here. Get, get up there, don't worry about it. <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, for this one, uh it was definitely in my bottom tier so not too much conviction but the market seems to like the Niners yes I believe this was at two and a half the other day yeah or maybe it's a maybe I'm thinking of it because it's a minus 121 on the plus three right and and plus 110 on the the minus so there a lot of juice on the Niners side yeah I think that was like the main thing pushing me that way um and the fact that the Niners just probably have much better quarterback play. I mean, the Houston secondary, and I mean, their defense overall is like playing okay the last few weeks, much better than they were in that stretch in the middle of the season. But uh, I don't know. I guess like it was just kind of a tiebreaker for me, uh, giving that I thought the line was pretty fair is the juice and uh, one side has a QB with maybe a pulse. Maybe a pulse. Tom Savage doesn't have a pulse? Come on, this guy's actually looked competent for two straight weeks. One week... Didn't have a pulse for me in DFS last did week. Did not have a pulse in DFS. But looked fine against a really tough Ravens team. Looked fine last week. And this Niners defense is just bad. Flat out bad. I don't know how they can cover any of these Texans' weapons coming out of the backfield. This is not a game where I'm running to the window to place a bet down, but I don't know. I'll just, I'll just take the home side in a, a neutral line, right? Minus three. They just threw it up there. They're leaving it there. 
And I'll just take the home side against uh, a really bad defense. That's that's pretty much where I'm going. Uh, Brett, do you have anything to add here? I don't know how anyone can have a strong lean on this one. Yeah, With all exactly. the great matchups this week, uh, I did not spend a lot of time on this. But I do like the over. Uh, the only interest I really have in this game is for DFS purposes. I love this game. Uh, the total is 44. I think it could go way over. Uh, so I will be keeping an eye on this one for that reason. But for for betting, it, it whatever. Let's roll out those Tom Savage stacks again. <laughs> Jimmy G. Marquis Goodwin. Time to party. Yeah. That's the one I love. <laughs> All right, let's get to uh, let's get some popcorn popping because uh, Brett's got a bunch. So let's get to the lone wolves. I think we should actually buzz through Donnie and mine. Mo does not have a lone wolf because we both have our ours very low, so we could probably get through them quick and then just sit back and let Brett do some uh, lone wolf gymnastics on his own. Uh, I took the Lions as a pick'em, and it's my three-pointer. I don't know, like what? What is this Bucks team? I I feel like I know a lot more about the Lions than I know about the Bucks. I know the Lions are efficient on offense. Their their quarterback has been playing hurt for several weeks in a row, but it's not like they ask much of him in the system. It is a quick. Three-step drop, or even in shotgun look, just get the ball, make a quick read, make the throw. And all of their weapons are basically made to do this. Marvin Jones can stretch the field a little bit, but the rest of their guys are just running shorter routes, and they're being as efficient as possible. That's the Jim Bob Cooter way. And I know on defense, they're just average, right? They're 20th in defense DVOA. They're average against the pass, and they're a little below average against the run, but I'm I'm always okay with a team being just bad against the run. I think defending the pass is more important. On the other side of the ball, I never know what to expect from this Bucks team because the quarterback is the most wild in the league. His performance is a slinky. It is up and down, up and down, and not predictable whatsoever. So I just took the more consistent team. I clicked it, and I threw it at the bottom. No massive lean here. Uh, but there's one host, Mr. Burt Minotti, who nearly put the bucks on his card. Talk about it. Why do you love I, this? Is going to be the all Brett segment. Why do you love Tampa so much in this spot? Because I've been saying it all year that the Lions are a fraud. Plus, you've got a really beat up Matthew Stafford right now. And that's, I'm assuming that's the reason why this game is not even posted right now. Uh, because if Stafford, even if Stafford plays, he is not going to be what he usually is. And and that that's really the, the big thing for me. I, there are a couple of games that have asterisks for me this week, and this is one of them. If if Stafford doesn't play, or is questionable going in, I love the Bucks in this spot because I don't know how the Lions are going to be able to move the ball. Jake Rudock homecoming, boy, pride of Woo. Western Florida. Wikipedia tells me no love for Mister Rudock. Mo, he's a Big Ten guy. Quick five second scouting report. On Jake Rudock, go. He's awful. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> All we needed to know. That's that's perfect. Uh, Mo had the Bucks as his very last pick, as is as did Donnie. Very last pick. So let's move on to Donnie's lone wolf, uh, which is a surprising one. Donnie is picking a team that we all love. It's not surprising that Donnie's on this side. It's surprising that he's the only one. 
on this side. He's laying the two and a half with our favorite coach, Mike Zimmer, and the Minnesota Vikings as they travel to Carolina. Again, this is very low, but Donnie, give us your take on this Minnesota-Carolina game. Yeah, I had a feeling you guys would might be on the other side here. The, you know, bookmakers seem to have finally corrected the line here that they set or they've been setting for Minnesota, and they made them two and a half point road favorites. Uh, but I'm still diving in in support of them against the Panthers. I'm just not high on the Panthers. I know I know Brett is fairly high on them, but I just I can't. Uh, I don't think that they're as good as their record lets on to believe. I also don't think that they're nearly as good as the Vikings. Um, you know, I don't give them great. Uh, having a big home field advantage as well. So I think where the Vikings, you know, would go to a lot of places and they wouldn't be able to perform so well here, I think they're going to be just fine in Carolina. Um, I mean, I made this my four-pointer as well um, because I know I'm taking a public uh, road favorite, uh, you know, which is hard to overcome. Um, And also I think that the stock is really high right now on Minnesota and pretty low on Carolina or at least neutral on Carolina. I don't think it's through the roof. Um, You know, I think that that's evidenced, at least the stock high is evidenced um, on Minnesota with the fact that the bookmakers have finally adjusted this line. Uh, And I think that just gave me a little cause for concern and made me slow my roll a little bit, but end of the day, better team is the Minnesota Vikings. I think they can get the cover here fairly easily. So yeah, Mo, you've been begging for it. You've been begging for, the correction on the this Vikings. Is the correction we've been waiting for. <laughs> you got it. And now you've got Carolina as your eight pointer. Talk about this game, Mo. Yeah, I like the Panthers here. I feel like this line should be like a pick 'em. Um, Minnesota is the better team, obviously, but Carolina can definitely get this done at home. Uh, they could easily win this game outright. I mean, I don't understand how, how how can you pick the Vikings? This this is the this is the spot we've been waiting for to get the other side at a nice number against the Vikings after they've been just rolling through people. But facing a tough defense on the road here, um, I think this is a pretty good spot to fire Panthers. I I, I feel like they're obviously begging you to bet, um. The Vikes only only making you lay minus two and a half there. But, uh, you know, they're not the most important points. That's what pushed this down my card a little bit. But I do feel we're getting like two points of value or so here. This is a tough spot for Case Keenum, who when he's looked suboptimal, it's been on the road against a good defense. The game that really sticks out to me is that Pittsburgh game where they went to Heinz Field and they couldn't really do much of anything and Carolina's defense is solid really solid seventh in overall DVOA eighth against the pass fifth against the run Keekly is healthy which is always the key component to that defense and they're really showing out and they're they're doing a lot to help this Carolina offense which remains pretty mediocre they they show flashes and they have all the weapons but they, they've never put together a full performance, save for like that Patriots game. Uh, Brett, you still have that Carolina ticket burning in your pocket. No surprise you take them as a home dog here. Anything to add on the contest? Yeah, I don't like this pick at all. I originally wrote down Minnesota and threw it at the bottom because I think they are the best team in the NFC. The Vikings are elite, but I'm with Mo. As a home dog, I have to take the points with a Panthers team that is pretty good 
coming off another loss to the Saints. They need to win a game against the team with a pulse, and they just might do it here. I, I, I'm i so biased toward the Panthers, and it's burned me several times this year, but I, I really think this is a game they could win. Are we more bi- are you more biased towards the Panthers or the I mean we love the Vikings. I, I think if anything, this the fact that three of us are picking against Minnesota here should send alarm bells. That's why I hate it. Across the nation because we love this Vikings team. I, and I tend to agree. We've we've been discussing these last couple of weeks. Who's the best team in the league? Who's the, who's the best team in the league? And I mean I, I I do I do I think the Vikings are the best team in football, and I think the this it's like Vikings and then there's like a jumbled mess of Saints Rams behind them, and then Eagles Patriots are Stop. behind them. No, Vikings are the best team in the NFC. In the NFL. In the NFC. L. <laughs> Donnie, help me out here. I'm done arguing with Rich on this fucking topic. It's just so goddamn annoying. I can't do it anymore. <laughs> Good morning, Donald. All right, let's get to Brett. Let's get to his five, five lone wolves. And we'll start at the top with the asterisk, as Brett noted. His nine-pointer, he's got a road dog that he's taking because he thinks the home quarterback is not going to play. He's got the Colts plus three and is it just just the tie rod thing or anything else that leads into this pick yeah this absolutely hinges on the health of tyrod taylor if tyrod plays i like the bills quite a bit here but if not i can't stress enough how big a drop off there is to nathan peterman without tyrod taylor this is a bad football team we've got a rookie fifth round pick under center the kid was a complete nightmare and he was on the road uh, across the country against an elite pass rush. And yes, this Colts team is miserable, but until I see Peterman string together some good drives, I cannot side with him as a favorite. And the Bills continue to get shredded on the ground on the other side of the ball. I don't think the Bills are any good. They, they're they're going to be terrible if Peterman starts this game. Nathan Peterson. Peter Fuck. Peter Fuck. The worst. Uh, Mo loves the Bills, but again sounds like it's hinging on Tyrod and it sounds like you would love the Bills if Tyrod was a go. For sure. Mo, what leads you to believe that Ty God is going to be in this game? I was just going off of uh that he played most of the last game and appeared in practice although it was in a limited fashion. They said he did individual drills. He, um he, he ate it's or, really he ate orange slices tough. on the sideline. It's really tough to say, you know, this early in the week. But, I mean, man, if he plays, this line is way too short. Like, you're getting, we're getting like three free points here. I Uh, agree. And I, this line has to be set with the, with Peterson starting, right? Like, that's what they plan for. Yeah. I mean, (laughs) Peter Puke. I don't even know this guy's name. Pietroman. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be, I guess. I was trying to figure that out. Um, but yeah, that that makes sense. Uh, Illum might have might have put word in somebody's ear, so I guess that makes me a little bit worried. Uh, I I fired this into my card. I think. Yes, it but, is your fifth pick. But uh, yeah, obviously, it's a little scary. And if I knew for sure Tyrod was playing, this would. This would be up there, like 
top top two or three for me, but uh, I had to bump it down a little bit. I actually bumped it up at the last minute even. Donnie had this look. Go ahead, Brett. Yeah, sorry. He he did practice yesterday, but according to reports, he did not look good. Just not moving the way he usually does. And he was awful against the Patriots. He, he just he was not himself. And if Tyrod Taylor if Tyrod Taylor is not mobile, you're not getting the same Tyrod Taylor. So either either way, I just don't like the Bills in this spot. How does one not look good eating orange slices? Did he get some on his chin? Did he forget about it? Did he peel it incorrectly? I don't know how that happens. Seems like a pretty easy activity. Dropped one and winced when he went to pick it up. Yeah, might have dropped it. Showed off a little injury. Makes sense. Uh, the, the individual drills thing is just so shaded to me. Yeah, he practiced. Yeah, he was in there. Trust me. Yeah, he did some calisthenics. He was in there. Limited participant. Shady NFL practice reports. Donnie had this low three out of 15 I, too, had it in the bottom tier, 5 out of 15. Uh, yeah, if Tyrod's in, it seems like, with the contest line, it seems like a slam dunk. If Peterman's in, uh, Peterson, uh, Patterson, then I'm not sure. I think I still might like the Bills. But it certainly would be my last pick, and I would want nothing to do with it. Let's get to another Super Bowl future for Burt Minotti. He's laying the wood, laying the six. With the LA Chargers against the incoming Washington racial slurs. No love for the DC Grudens. Tell us why Noodle Arm can cover six against this Washington squad. Uh, because the Chargers are a really good football team. And the Redskins, they're that team for me this year. I have no idea what this team is. They've lost a lot of close games to good teams, but they crap all over themselves on national TV against the division rival last week against Dallas. They get some extra rest to prepare for this one, but what are they preparing for? They aren't playing for anything at this point in the season. They don't have to travel across the country to face a team that has won six of its last eight in a playoff race. This one's mostly about motivation to me. The Chargers had everything to play for this week, and that's why I like them to – I think I kind of like them to roll in this game. I'll tell you exactly why Washington pooped themselves on national television oh, against the division rival. It definitely was one of the weirdest games we've seen all season. Shouts to Jameson Crowder. Elite card-carrying member. The rest of the collective not only on Washington, but loves Washington. Mo and I both have it on our individual cards, and Donnie has it as his sixth overall pick, 10 out of 15. So I'll go I'll go to Mo, who actually has it as his number two pick. Talk about Washington in this spot, Mr. Nuora. Yeah, what the hell is this pick, Brett? I'm so confused. I mean it's um, it's it's <laughs> he loves LA. We love this it. is pu- puke home field though. Chargers no home field. Well that uh, I can't Redskins. get I, I, that I can't get behind because LA loves a winner. The Coliseum, there were Come like on. there were like there were sixty thousand people at the Rams game last week. LA loves a winner. The StubHub Center is going to be lit on Sunday. Trust me. Yeah. Puke home field. This team just. I do. Are we even sure they're much better than Washington? I mean, Washington defense has been playing well. O line is getting healthier. Yeah, they shit the bed last week, but that was a bed shitting spot. 
Um, this spot is after they look the worst, so that's the spot you want to pick them. And it's and it's we're picking against a team that's absolutely rolling. I mean, this is the stock is soaring on this Chargers team. Love the slurs in this spot. Uh, I think, you know, good weather, Kirk Cousins. This could be this could be a good game for him. Yeah, if we're talking about narratives, isn't the, isn't the aren't these next three or four weeks the Kirk Cousins audition? Right. Yeah, he needs to get that money. Yeah, he's trying to get paid. He's he's trying to get some some team that thinks they're a quarterback away to just back the Brinks truck up. So, yeah, and then and then on the other side you got you got Philip Rivers who's been, you know, looking better, but that's because they haven't played anybody with half of a pulse. And Washington's defense has been playing pretty well. Um yeah, they got ran on by Alfred Morris. Uh but, you know, that's Dallas's O-line. This is the Chargers O-line. Redskins should wreck up front here. Yeah, I just think this is a shade too high. I think this should be closer to 4. Three four. Half. This line should be four. Yeah, three and a Maybe half. Maybe three and a half. Four. I, I've been impressed with the slurs all year. Like you said, Brett, if you take out that Dallas game, all of their losses have not only been close, but they've been to really good teams, like Eagles twice, Vikings. And I don't know. I just think they're too competent of a team to be getting six points in this spot. Donnie, you nearly put Washington on your own card. A little bit of hesitation. Give us your thoughts. Not enough. If this was at home, if this was Kirk Cousins' home heart, you would have put him in there? I mean, depending on what the line, maybe, yes. I mean, I kind of hate having to back the Redskins here because they have let me down uh, recently, but I still like them. And, you know, I also I say that I kind of hate having to back the Redskins here because I am very high, pretty high on the Chargers uh, right now. I think that they're just playing well. But at the end of the day, I think six points is a little too high here. And this is a bit stock high, stock low for me. Um, you know, you've got Washington coming off that big loss against Dallas. You got the Chargers. They've won three straight. They look like they've really turned it around. I know that I've been talking about that specifically, the Chargers, you know, really hitting stride right now on this podcast as of late. But uh yeah, give me uh give me the guy who actually has an arm that can actually throw the ball, and that's Kirk Cousins. Uh slurs in the points, please. Let's go. My biggest fear is the Chargers defense, if I am putting real American dollars on the slurs here. Because even though I do feel like the back door could be wide open, it could also be slammed shut by the Kirk Cousins backbreaker. Because he always has that in his pocket. Yeah, I mean, this is a bad matchup for Washington, who cannot run the football. That's the old, That's how you beat the Chargers. Yeah, the back situation in Washington has been a disaster all year. They've gotten a little bit of a boost from the Rook, from Samaj P. Ryan, but it's not like he's a world beater. And that offensive line has yet to put together a solid performance since uh, the litany of injuries that they faced in the middle of the season. Three more lone wolves for Burt Minotti, closer to the bottom. Uh, we'll give more attention to this one, and then the next two so we'll just rattle through. Uh, this is a pick'em game. You took the roadside. You're the only one. This is a team that's covered for us several times. You're taking the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets against the Broncos. Jets nearly as road favorites, yet you are 
backing them here in this spot? Would you lay, I, you would lay the six with them in the Meadowlands? Yeah, I probably would. I knew I would be a lone wolf on this one because you guys were talking about the Broncos on the recap pod. The Broncos are terrible. And the Jets, the Jets are a, a group of veterans playing good football for a guy who you could actually argue is the coach of the year right now. Whoa. I th- Todd Bowles coach I, of the year hype. Let's, let's go. I'm I mean, what, nobody expected this out of this team. They've been, they actually look like a good football team. And I think they are the much better football team than Denver. And they just win this game outright. I mean, I can see it. Jets had a lower win total than the Browns. I mean, I can see it. I, I can see the Jets going in here and winning this game. I think they they are well coached. Definitely from a motivation standpoint, I, I still question Bowles a lot with in-game decisions. Being someone who favors the analytical side of sports, and Bowles yeah. is certainly someone who does not. Uh, that's where my questions come with him punting in fourth and short situations when you shouldn't go, etc. But in terms of motivating and X's and O's and getting guys ready to play football, yeah, I, I, I like what Todd Bowles has done this season, including, you know, the, the Darren Lee benching. It, it hurt them early on Sunday, but, you know, he rallied the troops. They changed coverage on Kelsey, and that did allow Tyree Kill to go bananas towards the end of the game. But at least they they showed that they can make in-game changes, which is something that a lot of teams don't do. They just stubbornly keep rolling out whatever they were planning to do, and they just get out, uh, owned. The problem with me is I just I just can't I just can't take the Jets and pick them in the spot. I mean, when this line was set, when the future line was set before the season, I mean, what was the line in this game? Min- Broncos minus seven and a half. I guess. I don't know if these teams have adjusted that much for me to take the Jets as a pick'em here. Uh, Mo, you nearly had this on your card. You had this as a ten out of fifteen. Donnie and I had it a shade lower. So, Mo, you love the Jets. Uh, you love the Broncos in this spot, despite two bad performances. This is rule of Mo. Bet on the worst team last week, right? Yeah, bet on the worst team last week, and and. Uh... Yeah, this is the Jets as road favorites. We've seen this story before. What happened when the Jets were road favorites against Tampa? Tampa's not terrible. They're terrible. Tampa with the powder keg as well. Crushed the Jets. 17-0? They were up, something like that? I mean, the Jets kind of stormed back, right? Am I remembering this game right? Yeah, I think you are. Yeah, they they covered by like three points, I think. But they were down heaps that game. Uh... Man, this is the week, right? Do I got to say this again? Every week you say that with the Broncos. <laughs> I got to say this again. If they have an ounce of professional pride. We need the professional pride, Broncos. An ounce of professional pride, guys. We get Tlaib coming back. I don't think anybody on the Jets wears a chain, though. I don't know what to think about this, this, this Broncos team. I know they suck, but like some of the like Trevor Simeon, sometimes he looks great. First four games or whatever, three games, he looked great. And then even after that, he looked like relatively competent compared to these other quarterbacks. I mean, I don't like this Broncos team at this point, but man, they have to cover at some point. And is there going to be a better spot than than the Jets on the road as, as favorites? I mean, I just can't see it happening. I think the Broncos should be like, 
minus one or two here. She wanted to go higher, and she just had I to. Did. He's, he's having such a hard time getting his, through his this. Brain, his brain fried from when he... How many times in a row am I going to click the Broncos? That's the that's and the thing. lose. That's, this that's is the this game. is like you clicking against Patriots and losing, and then finally you're like, "Fuck it, I'm not picking against the Patriots anymore." Man, this has to be the week. If Denver, then just fire everyone if they can't come out and put together a competent performance here. L, you know who's got to go? Elway. This guy you brought in, this super Hall of Fame quarterback who's supposed to be the great QB whisperer. How many times has he struck out at evaluating quarterbacks? The only one that even had a pulse was Peyton frickin' Manning. And of course, because he's Peyton Manning. But every other quarterback this guy's brought in, swing and a miss. Brock, swing and a miss. Trevor Simeon, swing and a miss. Paxton Lynch, woof. Woo! Woof. Yeah, but he was kind of right on Brock. No, he wasn't. He tried to give he Brock... let him go. He tried to they give him 60 him million. Contract, yeah. yeah, he tried to give him sixty million, and because the Texans gave him seventy million, he got lucky. John Elway is an idiot and a terrible quarterback evaluator. Aren't these? I mean, on paper, these teams are like pretty evenly matched. That's the thing. But this comes down to Brett's last narrative street venture in that Chargers slurs game is motivation. The Jets are motivated, man. Even if they're a super dog to make the playoffs, just the style of play and the swagger with which this team is carrying itself, they don't they don't care about the end result. They're trying to get out there and win some games. The Broncos, who had hopes of winning this division, they're kind of just lifelessly getting to the finish line so they can get to the offseason. That's at least what it feels like. I mean, they went down to Miami. Miami, who was 32nd in DVOA la- uh, during last week. That was got- the worst performance by any team this season smoked that that is a team that is uh to bring out a donnieism they're so ready to get out on the golf course they are ready for 18 <laughs> but that's why i have to click the broncos because that was literally the worst game anybody's played this year but they have to bounce back what if they don't have professional pride though i, I too pick them I, i'm hoping that these are professional athletes and they go out there and do their job but i, I can certainly see it going the other way DP, you have not chimed in. You had, you also have the Broncos right in the middle. What motivated you to take Denver here? Uh, rule of Mo, as you said. I mean, you just got to take the team that's looked absolutely worse, and you can kind of couple that with the fact that um, you're going against the team that looked pretty good last week and got a really big win against the Kansas City Chiefs that a lot of people are still high on. So I just have to go with the Broncos here. I mean, I don't – like it a ton i like it a, i mean i like it but i'm not hard because i could see the jets winning this game um but end of the day i think that the jets are just going to kind of revert back a little bit at least enough to lose this game uh, out in mile high all right let's buzz through your last two real quick here brett you're taking the four with the raiders and the 11 with the home dog Miami Dolphins. Buzz through them real quick, Bermanati. What made you take these sides? Okay, yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about the Raiders. I think that line is fair. Uh, the Chiefs slightly better than the Raiders overall, I think. So I'll take the dog at a good number in the rivalry game. And the Dolphins, you guys really picked the Patriots here? I love it. Last week, I'm all alone on the Pats. And this week, I'm all alone fading the Pats. I don't think Bill Belichick is going to slam on the gas in this one. The Pats play the Steelers. 40 next. burger. They play the Steelers next Sunday on short rest. 
just get out of Miami healthy with a win and start prepping for what is the game of the regular season for them. There's so much riding on that game next week. So I just feel like this is a cruise control game for the Patriots, for the Patriots, especially late when they just pound the ball and drain the clock. Like we've seen them do so often in the past. Wouldn't that, in order to get into cruise control, wouldn't they want to drop like 30 in the first half and then they, just let Brian, absolutely. And that's why this is my one point and let Brian, Brian Hoyer play in the second half. Absolutely. Yeah, this is, but I'm just stay. I'm just stating what I, what I feel like this game more often than not is going to be. Nobody's that's actually a pretty good argument. I don't know. Nobody's too high on either of these, but that is, that is a good take. And if you want to place real American dollars, this is the Monday night game. This line is only going to get higher, right? Once people start losing on Sunday and Sunday evening and they look at the Monday night game, yeah, just give me the Pats. You know, I'll take the Pats. I'll bet the Pats. That That is going to be the the bet to make. So this could climb closer to two touchdowns because no square is going out of their way to bet Miami in this contest. Nobody had this higher than a either of these picks higher than a six out of 15. So unless Donnie, you want to chime in real quick on your pats 40 burger. That's all, all right. you need to know. There we go. Quick comment. Let's go to the card. What, what was the other one? It was Raiders plus four at the chefs. Oh yeah. That line's fair, but uh, I don't know if there's ever a week for the chiefs to look like the first quarter of the season chiefs. It is this game, right? It is this bad Raiders defense coming to town. This is a Spider-Man meme as it gets, though. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Two, uh, two bad two defenses. The absolute woat secondaries. For sure. Let's get to the picks. And we all went 4-1 and one last week. Good job, group. So the order is the same, which means Mo leads us off. He's got a home dog. No shocker. We're getting on the Blaine train, baby. Tell us why you love the Cardinals plus three so much, Mo. Are we sure the Titans are better than the Cardinals? No. I mean, honestly, I think this line should be cards minus two. Maybe even maybe even a little bit, maybe minus two and a half. I mean, I don't even hate hanging minus three on the cards. The, the Titans suck. And when you suck... This is the same reason the Jets can't be road favorite. When you suck, you can't be a road favorite. Why are the Titans road favorites in this spot? Somebody's got to tell me. The public's already somewhat sniffed it out. 56% are on the Cardinals, which yep. is a little bit annoying. But uh, I still I still absolutely love this spot for the Cards. So sneaky. This team is sixth in defense DVOA. I mean, how is that even possible? They're ahead of the Panthers, uh, the Vikes. Are Obviously, you, it's not like you guys gonna okay, you guys gonna apologize to Bruce Arians or what? They're ahead of Seattle, which is like the Zombie Hawks. But we, why do we gotta apologize? This is a well coached team. There's very little talent on this roster due to there is to injury. I agree with that, and it is a very well coached team by a really good effing coach. I agree with that. This is a this there isn't that much talent on this team. Um but I definitely think Blaine Gabber can move the ball on this puke secondary. I mean, yeah, the Titans have a better offense, but uh, Arizona has a way way better defense. Marijuana. 
trying to hold, trying to hold in my Winston. Merrill yeah, he's been back. so bad. Why can't he just come out and throw two picks? And Arizona wins this by 10. This is on everybody's card. Donnie also had this as his number one pick. I had it number two. Brett had it the lowest, but 11 out of 15, calling that the lowest. Is, yeah, this is could have shame. been my number one pick. I loved all of my top five. The Blaine so, train. Yeah. We yeah, talked. we talked about Blaine on the podcast, the DFS podcast uh, yesterday. I think the cards are just going to be able to pile on points against this. This Titans defense is an embarrassment. They are terrible. They are so really, really bad. Yeah, give me the Cardinals here. This is most right. The Cardinals should be a favorite. This is look at the Titans record. They're eight and four. Look at the Cardinals record. I don't have it in front of me, but it's not eight and four. And just make them a road favorite. Uh, Tennessee has a, a negative point differential. They're twentieth in overall DVOA. Arizona is right behind them at twenty third. But just like Mo said, I wouldn't be shocked if. Uh, the Cardinals are just a better football team. They're certainly better coached, right, DP? B.A., for all the hate you've given B.A. this season, Donnie, he does not have peanuts for brains. No, he doesn't have peanuts for brains, but he has the best running back in the game. I mean, I can't give a coach the props when he has AP. He's just been riding him. I mean, come on. No, but, but Bruce Arians has done all right. Listen, he's he's done all right. And, and Bruce Arians is better without Carson Palmer. Flat out. Stop. What? They made the Jay NFC. Cutler? They made the NFC Championship game with Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer. Carson Palmer now is not Carson Palmer in the NFC Championship game. Well, of course, but you didn't. I'm talking about right now in the present. I don't worry about the past. I don't really worry about the future. I'm talking right now. <laughs> You're the best. You're the best. Uh, so we've got the cards on the card. Only thing. Uh, only thing that worries me is the other Peterson not practicing, but Pat P. Given that he played and then had uh, a limited practice Wednesday, I'm hoping they're just looking to rest him in advance. It'll be interesting because he, he, you would expect him probably to practice today if he's going to play. Certainly something to keep your eyes on. But it's not even like the Titans have that that <laughs> that X receiver to take advantage of the Pat P injury, you know? Like, yeah, it would stink to not have Pat P, but it's not like any other team coming to town with one elite receiver where you're like, oh man, how are they going to cover that guy now? It's like, who, who do you even put Pat P on? I guess you put him on Corey Davis? I guess. Yeah, probably Davis. Delaney Walker. I was going to say, can you, do you put him inside on Delaney? You know? I don't know. I think, I think if there was ever a team you'd want to play without Pat P, it might be the Tennessee Titans. Uh, my selection, I'm numero dos. And I'm taking a home team that I love, a home team laying less than a field goal, a home team who is welcoming in a team from the other coast. And while it's not a West Coast team going east at 1 p.m., like I misstated on the recap podcast, it is a 4 p.m. game, but still a very long, long Travel schedule for the Seattle Seahawks who travel to Jacksonville to take on the Jags who are only minus two and a half. Are you kidding me? And somehow, some way, 75% of the public is betting on the zombie Hawks. At this very same time last week, I told you guys, Hawks outright, Sunday night football, that stadium, that atmosphere, playoff opportunity, Slam dunk, 
winning cover by the Hawks. But at the same time, I said, that's it. That's their last hurrah. Good season. Good job, Zombie Hawks. You got up for one more because now it's time to come back down to reality. This has been a bad road team throughout Russell Wilson's tenure. And now as the Zombie Hawks, and not only are they the Zombie Hawks with guys like Cam Chancellor and Richard Sherman out for the season, this practice report is littered with DNPs. Now, how how many of them are veteran DNPs? I don't know. But Dwayne Brown, Michael Bennett, Jimmy Graham, uh, Earl Thomas, uh, although that was a non-injury. Bobby Wagner played through injury last week. But yeah, most importantly, Bobby Wagner. He's going to play, but he played through injury last week. This is this is Zombie Hawks with even more injuries on the horizon, playing what I believe to be the best defense in the league on the road. Russell Wilson's not going to be able to get away with his uh, Cirque du Soleil act at quarterback, where he snaps the ball, runs in circles, and finds somebody open. Nobody's going to be open against this secondary. This could be Jags in an absolute rout. The only fear is, of course, bottle service on the other side. But even still, I think the Jags defense can show out and just destroy this Hawks offense. So I absolutely love Jacksonville. It made everybody's card, Donnie, uh, except for Mo. Donnie and Brett had it at their number two pick. Mo, you're pretty low on this. Seven out of 15 right in the middle. What is your hesitation on... A contrarian, good home team laying less than a field goal. Well, I think part of it was the injury report on the other side. Jalen Ramsey hasn't practiced, which is big. Um, And then I, I do like the Jags. I will likely bet them at this number. I, I just like these other games a little bit more. Um. I still am a little bit hesitant to click the Jags just because, like you said, bottle service against a defense that, despite the injuries, has had a pulse and has looked pretty good. Um, I'm just hoping... I'm just hoping he can keep the mistakes to a minimum, I guess. But, you know, if the Hawks do put pressure on him and they are a team that brings a lot of blitzes... Um, you could see some some disaster strikes. So this is going to be this is going to be on the Jacksonville coaching staff to really like you know map out some screens, map out some some draws, some quick uh hot reads for him so that he can get around some of these some of these blitz packages they're going to bring and if if they do get him ready if he doesn't make mistakes then yeah, the Jags should definitely win this game. Brett, your boy, Doug Marone, is he going to protect the quarterback in the spot? Uh, yeah, that's a concern. I, I hope so. Uh, I, I love Jacksonville in this spot, though. Uh, Seattle is not as good as Jacksonville. What is this line? Like, How is Seattle going to put points on the board against a defense that is comparable to the Broncos unit from a few years ago? The only way they can do that is to get to, to Bortles for some turnovers and maybe some some – positive uh field field possession or even score a defensive touchdown i'm really looking forward to this matchup this is the game i think i'm looking forward to most uh even though i think it's going to be like a 16 to 6 or 16 to 9 finish because i'm super high on russell wilson i've been arguing his case all season long and we're gonna we're gonna finally get to see russell wilson 
out of his comfort zone here. He's not going to be able to get away with a lot of the things he typically does, uh, a lot of timing routes in this game. So he's going to look more like a quarterback, and I'm really curious to see how it plays out. Prove me right, Russ. I want to see what this guy can do. DP, anything to add on our favorite AFC South team? Jacksonville's defense going to eat the Seahawks alive. It's all that matters. That's right, alive. There will be blood squirting all over the Fox cameras on live television. Hide the women and children. DP, you are up next. Cardinals were your number one pick. They're gone. Jags were your number two pick. They're gone. But you got another home team, a home dog, an NFC East matchup. You've got Eli coming back under center, big blue, plus the four, hosting the Dallas Cowboys talk about the G-Men. It's the return of Eli, man. To me, this is the New York Giants Super Bowl. Their idiot head coach just got canned after he horribly disrespected Eli Manning in a brutal fashion that got national mainstream attention from everyone who thought that he was completely out of his mind. I'm talking about Ben McAdoo. Listen, I'm not a huge Eli guy. I never really have been, but... I've always said that this guy has some balls, and in a one-game scenario, um, he has enough to scare me. And I think that's kind of what we're going to get this week, uh, going against a Dallas Cowboys team that is a division rival. Um, The Giants don't really have anything else to play for this season other than just to go out and beat their (laughs) division rival in the Dallas Cowboys. I think that Eli... And his, his team, you know, they're going to rally around him as the quarterback and they're just going to get the job done. I'm not, uh, I wouldn't be surprised at all if the Giants just flat out win this game outright. I love all these top picks that I had. I'm happy that even though this is my number third pick overall, it is on the card. And I, I would be placing a money bet line on the G-Men. Everybody had this as their number three pick, like Donnie, except for Brett. Brett goes last. He gets his number one pick stolen from him. You love the G-men here, Brett. Talk about it. I I think I've taken a New York team at the top of my card the last three or four weeks. I love the Giants in this spot. This one opened at six, and bookmakers got punished yeah, for that. Yeah, because talk about this opening. <laughs> what what are they doing? What are they doing? I don't understand. God. Like, snap dropped to four. So sharp money just piled in on that six. Uh this is stock high on America's team coming off that resounding win on Thursday night football. And there's still that stink on the giants, even though they did cover last week, they lost outright to a Raiders team that was without its two premier playmakers. But Eli is back. This is a better team with Eli Manning. And I was happy to see the giants keep the coaching hierarchy in place. Uh, Steve Spagnuolo is going to be interim head coach. You know, he's going to do everything he can to win this game. And I don't see why the Giants can't just win it. I'm with DP. Just fire a money bet line on this. Cowboys are not good. I don't understand what the hell this line is. I had this uh, at a pick or maybe Giants plus one. So a yeah, lot of Cowboys value. should be minus one. Yeah, a lot of value here. And the line has moved to three and a half on Pinnacle. So I think we're on the right side 100%. Line moving in the other direction. Can't move fast enough. And yet 66% of the public still betting on Dallas. The stink on the New York Giants organization smells so bad. It makes this such a juicy spot for us. Nobody wants to place a wager on the Giants. And just like you said, Dallas in primetime, big rival win. They're still, quote-unquote, in the hunt for the playoffs, even though we all know they're drawing dead to make the playoffs. 
This is a beautiful spot for the Giants to not only cover, but to win outright. We're, we're all on board with this pick. I can't wait for Eli to throw four interceptions. <laughs> Good old. How many times will we have Eli in all caps with multiple eyes in the Skype chat on Sunday? <laughs> because he throws the absolute head scratcher. As long as he throws four touchdowns along with four picks, I'll, I'll be happy. <laughs> All right, Brett, just like DP, we took your two of your top picks. Giants are gone. Jags are gone. But again, you've got another home dog in your pocket. You've got a trump card to throw onto the table. We're back on the Kaiser train. <laughs> Talk about- this is the game the Browns win. This is, this is the one. Brett Hundley and the Packers your boy, on the road. Your boy, Brett Hundley. I know, but come on. In windy weather conditions against the defense that's been playing much better in the second half of the season, the Browns have been competitive and their recent performance is certainly built into this line, but I don't think this line is right. Shouldn't this be a pick? Maybe Packers minus one. The Packers are terrible and the Browns look good. These, These young players are starting to click. Josh Gordon's back in the mix. They're getting better every week. Browns just win this game outright. Browns win this by 10 points. Sashi died for their sins. Yeah, that's what the... I mean, if you're going to trust the process, trust the goddamn process. You don't get rid of the process guy. Two years in. Two and a half years in. I know Donnie. Donnie was celebrating the Sashi firing yesterday. Right? Listen, I, I'm not a big Sashi guy. Rich, you know that. You guys all know that. But that said, I don't know why these organizations don't when they put something in place that is clearly going to take multiple years to to even have a shot at working, they don't give these guys a shot. If you're going to fire anyone, you fire that idiot head coach that they have, Hugh Jackson, who can't even get his team organized at the goal line half the fucking time. Get rid of that guy. Listen, I don't think that what Sashi was trying to do was going to work in the NFL, uh, but that said... It already was. Uh, yeah. It already was working. Look at this Listen, team. This I know, team I know. We're going to disagree on that, precipice. but... Uh, but you know, it, you still you need to give him time. Like this, it was like a four or five year thing that you need to see play out. I mean, he hadn't even really got his quarterback yet. That's like kind of the last piece. And then once they get the quarterback, it's like, okay, can everything else that he's been doing? No, they have like nineteen picks next year, right? Something insane. It's yeah, like fifteen they, picks or something, or six in the first. I don't know. It's something out of control. So like, he has done things like for the future, and it's just that the team is just not there yet. I mean, now they, they have Josh Gordon back. He looks like he just slots right in and just becomes that talent, that freak that he has been. So if he can, you know, keep himself right, I think that you're, you got a good thing going there with him and Coleman. Your running backs look fine. You know, your defense has a lot of talent on it. You need to get a new fucking head coach. You need to get a quarterback. But how are you just going to can the GM who put all this in place and is, is in the direction at least? They have 13 picks in the upcoming draft. Five in the first two rounds. And my, my biggest thing with, with the, the Sashi thing and disagreeing with you, Rich, is that the Browns are always going to be the Browns, and this is the Browns being the Browns. Yeah, you're the, lowest on, you're the lowest on the Browns this week, too. Any hesitation about having them on the card? Yeah, I, just ha- I have no idea what this is going to happen in this game. Like, I don't know what, what, like, are the Browns going to look at this game and say, well, they just fired our GM. I warned, who cares? What, what are we doing? I honestly have, have no idea. I just have no idea. Josh Gordon's going to go for 200. That's what's going to happen in this game. 
all of the Josh Gordon this week against that Packers secondary. I love this spot for the Browns. If there was ever a chance for them to get a W this season, it is with Brett Hundley coming in as a road favorite against them in this spot. Uh, Packers secondary, I mean, their entire defense is just super suspect. We're talking 18th on DVOA, but their deficiency really comes against the pass. 21st, where they are 9th against the run. And I think Kaiser can make some things happen. I think Gordon coming back makes life so much easier for Corey Coleman and David Njoku. Njoku keeps getting more snaps, keeps getting more targets. And I think the Browns have a chance to really move the ball in this game. Uh, Mo, you had this right outside of your card, 9 out of 15. What do you got on Cleveland real quick? The Browns are looking more and more like a professional football team every week. Uh and yeah, Brett nailed it. Everything bad weather. Brett Hundley on the road. This is a great spot. Um, Packers secondary not only bad but riddled with injury. I mean, can you imagine how bad the backups to some of these Green Bay secondary guys are? I mean, that's scary to think about. Have to be the worst. The only thing that sucks about this line is they didn't give us the hook. Why didn't they give us the hook? So brutal. Whatever. Still a good number. Still a good spot. I like it. All right, let's get to the collective pick. This is a team that is on everybody's card, yet nobody put it high enough to make it their individual selection. This is a slam dunk. This is a great spot. I cannot wait to hear what the collective machine spits out. The collective chooses the Chicago Bears. Ah, Bears. How banged up is this Bengals team after that war on Monday Night Football? And yet they're laying six and a half. Mo, you are King Injury Report. Look at this Bengals Injury Report. If you control FDNP, it looks like the Christmas tree at Rockefeller Center in Manhattan, New York. Yeah, and I don't think this line reflects that. It's insanity how high this line is. Bears, scrappy team. We know they can play defense. We know that they can keep a game close. Trubisky, jury's still out. He's hot and cold. But the Bears can keep a game competitive. They can also run the ball. Uh, This isn't the Bears going to Philly and being double-digit dogs. This is the Bears going to an average offense with Andy Dalton at the helm and a banged-up defense on the other side of the ball. Six and a half is just way too high in this spot. It is. I capped this line at three and a half, and so I think we're getting a field goal of value. And yeah, look at these players. I mean, I think we can I think we can all agree we don't expect Vontez Burfecht to play, considering he, he got carted off. He tried, he tried to fight. He tried to fight while he was dead. That was the most amazing part about yeah. that. He was like the walking dead. He was, while CTE'd, just clawing at Juju's legs trying to <laughs> yeah. fight him. Man. Yeah, Vontez is cooked. Uh, I would be surprised if Drake or Patrick played as well, since he is also in the concussion protocol. And that game was, again, on Monday. 
So that just is such a short turnaround to clear the protocol. Joe Mixon's hurt. Don't know if that really matters. Um, and then Geno Atkins just popped up on the injury report. Didn't practice yesterday, and now it's just Sports Insights just tweeted that he's questionable with a, a toe injury. I mean, Dark was Denard hasn't practiced. Yeah, this it's just a great spot for the Bears, and and the quality of the two teams is really similar. I mean. The Bears, they still have a strong defense. Yes, their offense is really, really bad, but if they can keep this close, low-scoring defensive battle, they should definitely be able to cover six and a half. The only game this season where John Fox is not the worst coach on the field, DP? Uh, that's that's questionable. I mean... Yeah, come on. Give are, me Marvin they, Lewis. These two are just equally... Really fucking bad. I mean, but yeah, this is this is just what I, this line is like. I saw this line. I was like, this can't be real. Astronomically too high. So the card: Cardinals plus three, Jags minus two and a half, Giants plus four, Browns plus three, and the Bengals or the Bears, excuse me, plus six and a half. That is my exact card. I think. Well, great yes, what a great conclusion to this podcast then brett has been the goat he's been the one carrying the water for the collective we're worried at first he's got five lone wolves but on the inverse his five top picks are all on the card how beautiful is that absolutely love it all consensus on the card yeah yep all five consensus and our our card last week all five consensus uh, the aggregate all five consensus last week was five and oh very exciting. If you want to send your pick in, you can do so tweeting us at Gridiron Gamble or emailing Gridiron Gamble Podcast at gmail.com. Tweet at these idiots at Brett Colson, C O L L S O N, at Donnie underscore Peters, and at Mo Nuara, N U W W A R A H. Best of luck in your own betting ventures, the season long fantasy playoffs and whatnot, DFS as well. Enjoy the football this weekend. We'll see you next week. Peace.